me, me. Do you think I'm a good singer? Sometimes I do. That one, <laughs> no doinks. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I am Brad. She is Shelly. How about that for a change? <laughs> and the radio station and is... that's going to be the way the day goes, isn't it? It's Westplex 1071. Uh, the uh, website for that station is westplex1071.com. And you can check out our show page at bsinthemorning.show. Not .com. You get that phony poser duo from 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 uh, from uh, Las Vegas who claim they're BS in the morning but B is gone uh, man B is uh, unfortunately gone to the great radio uh, heavens above uh, matter of fact uh, she's the one who now is controlling sporadic E that's a whole other story and well she uh, needs to give us a break yes and S is Sparks who is that's not his real name you know what his real name is Bartholomew no. uh, Kibitz Poindexter same difference. Poindexter. Point, Same difference. Poindexter Basanko. His first name is Poindexter? Yeah, his last name is Basanko. So why doesn't he call himself, you know, see, he's got a B name, last name, you know. Yeah. You know, I guess if she was still around, Brittany's still around, they could be BB in the morning. You know, and Bee-bee. then they, yeah, <laughs> they could be like, and their, their sponsor could be Daisy. You don't get that reference, do you? Daisy BB? Yes, you get that reference. <laughs> Is probably, it like a gun? Yeah. <laughs> my 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 mom would never let me have a BB gun. And all my friends had it's BB guns. It's all fun and games until someone gets an eye out. <laughs> all my friends had BB guns. And the BB gun, if you had a really good BB gun, it was a Daisy. I don't know if that company's still around anymore. You know, things have changed. I mean, we used to, I used to go to my friend's house. We used to shoot tin, tin cans in the backyard with a BB gun. You know, I mean, like now, I mean, like the police would show up. You know, so a neighbor, there's someone with a gun firing indiscriminately in the neighborhood. They're targeting people and animals and squirrels, and I need you to respond immediately. And they'd show up, and the police would come, and they'd tase the kids and throw them in the trunk of the squad car and drive them around, you know, for three hours and, you know, then take them to the, to the police station and call the, the uh, you know, the juvenile authorities. <laughs> and four days later, they'd call their parents, oh, we've got your kids down at the police station. Uh, I don't know if you missed them or not. That's the way, that's, that's the way it'd be now, don't you think? Because we haven't received a missing person yet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we, we weren't, we weren't going to call you until you showed up to file a missing persons report. We just wanted to see how long it took. You know what I mean? And and, and, and then they'd say, if it took more than two days, thou, now we're filing child endangerment uh, charges against you. Oh, my God. Uh, more riots last night. You know, we haven't really talked about this much. Uh, and you know, they, they, they arrested some people. Did you see? You know, I... Here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get. And, well, I do get it. The police are so afraid. And I'm not saying they're afraid in the respect that they're fraidy cats because they're brave dudes, brave dudes and dudettes, okay? But they're afraid to do anything because of the fact, oh, look what you did. Because they don't have the backing of their command. Well, they, they said, I, don't, I didn't see this till yesterday or after we got off the air yesterday. Um, what, Wednesday night? They set, they set fires in, you know, at the entranceway to the new police station. Well, it's not new now, but you know, it's been there for a while. Um, you know, they set fires where? at the door. You know, they they put a bunch. No, of... No, I mean where? Lo- what location? Where is this in in the United States? City, St. Louis City. Our, oh, really? Yeah, our very own city. Yeah, they 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 put a bunch of flammable junk on the right against the doors of the department. They set it on fire, 
And then when the police came out with fire extinguishers to put it out, they got hit with rocks and bottles and fluids thrown on them. Who knows what kind of fluid it is? You know, stuff thrown. I'm going, okay, whatever. You know, and and this morning they they announced they arrested two people, but they said there's more. And you know what? Here's the thing. You know, I mean, a situation like that is that, you know, first off, you don't do that to anybody. You know, I mean, you know. Yeah, I if, mean, what they did isn't that illegal? Oh gosh, I mean, even God. without the protest. Yes, if it's, you said, it's I mean, if arson, you egg someone's house, it's illegal. Well, yes, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if, if <laughs> let alone I, I, burn I, their, I mean, burn their only exit out, well, and then pellet them with, you right, know, right, 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 rocks and bricks. And I don't care. I don't care who it is, fluid. where it is, yeah. what it is. Illegal, 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 illegal. You know, yes. I mean, if if they did, imagine, imagine if they did that. Let's say, let's say that. That uh, you know that they find they found out that that I lived like in my in my sumptuous place uh, in the rich people's land, which I do have a prestigious address. And let's say they found out you know, uh, and they came and they blew up my mailbox, and uh, you know, and but yet what they didn't realize is that I'm actually a homeless guy and I live in a bush right behind the mailbox, and part of the mailbox hit me as shrapnel. I mean, you know, think about it like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'd really get nasty texts from my from my neighbor. Your mailbox got blown up and it looks terrible. It makes the whole subdivision look bad. Take care of that. And by the way, you didn't get permission to have your mailbox blown up by the homeowners association. So therefore, we're going to fine you because you didn't ask us if people could come and blow up your mailbox. You should ask for permission about that. I go, well, it wasn't my deal. They just came. We don't care. You probably knew they were on the way, and you should have filed an application with the Homeowners Association a month in advance that you knew your mailbox was going to get blown up. Yes. <laughs> You're staying away from that one, aren't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, look, it's 628. Oh, no, it's much too early. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, and, a girl could only hope. <laughs> anyway, also, I, you know, I got this thing. We'll talk about this later. I got this goofy email from Uber. Okay, I've used Uber. They've been they've been Ubering me. They've been emailing me too, and it's like, have you have you got? I used your services twice. I, was, I don't I, need you to spam me. I was going to say the same thing. I used it like okay. I was in Las Vegas for the convention. Uh, what year and a half ago now? You know, because yes. last one they had of uh, 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 April of 2019. I'm thinking to myself, okay, when's the last time? I think that was like maybe the first and the last time I used Uber. That was it. And I get I know, right? 14 million emails from them. And now I get this preachy crap that they said about the mask. Have you seen this one? Did you get this one? I didn't even open it. Oh God. I printed it out. I'm going like, okay, you know what? Mask verification. Well, yes, I'm going like, yeah. I'm going like, what? You know, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, let's 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 take that a little bit differently. Okay, they are a business that's essentially sort of like dissing on their customers. Wouldn't you start to, you didn't read the email. If you read the email, it's sort of like, you know, well, you as a customer, you're supposed to do this. And if you don't, we're going to get you. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, okay, imagine. My pretty. Right, imagine if if we had. We're going to leave you walking. All right, imagine if we did that with our customers. Like, like, for example, somebody like Caleb. You know, we call up Caleb and we said, Caleb, 
you didn't record a new commercial for us in the last two months, so therefore, we're not going to ever mention your name again. Matter of fact, Brad's not going to put pictures of your trucks anywhere on the internet. And and you know what? We're going to tell people that if they got a problem with their electricity at home, they should just fix it themselves. And if their house burns down, it's your fault. You know what I mean? It would be like people go like, okay, we wouldn't have anybody advertising anymore. You know what I mean? And And I'm not saying that you know, you as a business, that everybody that comes in your door does business with you, that there was a famous thing with Herb Kelleher, the guy who was the, one of the founders and ultimately the CEO, he's passed away, of, of Southwest Airlines, and he said that the customer is not always right and talked about that they, if they had customers who were, and I told you the story of like the three guys that I was on a flight with from St. Louis to Omaha, and these three dudes, and they were causing all sorts of problems, and when they got off the plane, this, you know, these guys were big, they made me look small. I think I told you that, didn't I? I think I told recently. Yeah. And you, you actually told everybody that. Yeah, and, and <laughs> this, little, this little gate agent comes up to them, I mean little in the respect, it was one of those interesting things where here are these three big burly construction guys, and there's this little gate agent who's probably five Five three five four, and she's just dressing them down. I mean, it was like to me, it was like the I, you know, I didn't back. That was back in the day. I didn't have a phone that had a camera on it. But I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, if I would have been able to video that, that would have been like a top hit on YouTube because it would have went viral. Oh my god, because she was just and like some of the customers who were on the plane, some of the other passengers on the plane with with me who stopped to listen to this were like clapping. I mean, because these guys were such... I have never been on a flight with an unruly passenger. Oh, my God. Only screaming children. Oh, I've been on a couple. I'm telling you, I have been on a couple, and I have to tell you, I know, uh, you know, in my life, I know uh, guys and one woman who, you know, is still is a pilot, and uh, back in the day, uh, you know, before they locked down the cockpits after 9-11... Um, if things got really funky, the uh, the you know one of the you know the first officer or the, or the captain would come out. You know, I mean, he'd come out, and you didn't and and you didn't want that happening. You know why? You know why? Why? Because most of those those guys, pilots, they're all ex-military. You know, so you, you know That's you don't. True, they are. Yeah, you most don't. Of them. You don't want to screw with somebody who's you know who's like and and you never know. It could be like, oh, this is Captain Joe Smith. And yes, I. It is true. I used to be former Navy SEAL. So if yeah, if, right. if, if if you get <laughs> if you get out of line during our flight, you know I know fourteen you different may just ways. Open up that back door. Right. I know fourteen different ways to make you pass out within within with under thirty seconds. And if that doesn't work, you might just hear the crack of the, of your forearm breaking as I break your arm on person. Have a good day and enjoy your flight. You know, I mean, like, you know. Could you see them saying that? I could see oh, Southwest saying something like that. I, well, I, I still, one of my favorite things, I'm on a flight. We're going in, the, I used to go to Chicago all the time. And we flew into Chicago. And, man, we had a rough landing. We hit the runway hard. And the stewardess, excuse me, the, the uh, a flight attendant comes on the PA and she says, "Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know that that uh, we don't we don't like to uh, to uh, 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 you know point fingers when we have some issues. And I want you to understand that that rough landing that wasn't the plane's fault. That wasn't the pilot's fault. It was the ass fault." <laughs> oh, I remember. You know what? It's, um. <laughs> Who was it? Southwest. Right. 
Wasn't that who that was? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, they. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when they first launched, and I took a plane for Southwest. Hilarious. Oh, it, it, oh my gosh, hey, I've never laughed so I, much in my life. My son, <laughs> my son, and this is one of these... This is one of these coming of age stories, probably my son. And if I, this is my oldest son that we had on the air last week with, you know, the hurricane. He's still having problems down there. I feel sorry for him. Did he and ever get power back? Well, yes and no. He's had some real issues. Uh, anyway, um, he went on a trip with me to Las Vegas to one of our conventions. And I think he, at the time, he was like 15, okay? So, and I think this was sort of like an eye opener for him because I ended up on a flight uh, with a bunch of guys that I knew, you know? And back in the day, if you remember Southwest, in some of the old configurations of the plane, they had those. They had three seats that f- that, that faced forward, and three f- seats that faced backward. And like you had like a little like yes. a little conference yes. area it was back like there towards the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they had yeah. you know three forward, three back. That's so, when they had smoking on the planes. Right. Well, maybe could be. I don't know. It's a long time ago. So we yeah, end, they did. We ended up back in this in this thing, and I had been flying, you know, getting like, you know, this is when you could, you all, all you had to book was four round trips, and you got a free ticket to anywhere, and also they would give you like a gazillion drink coupons, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, me, I'm not a public drinker, I don't drink hardly at all, and if I do, it's like, you know, it's like I'm in for the night, and I'm not going anywhere, you know, I'm just like really anti, anti, anti drunk driving, driving. Okay, so. I'm back there with, and there's like about ten of us back there, all going to the convention, and I'm just burning through my 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 drink coupons. You know, I'm just buying everybody in the back of the plane a drink. So you know, it's getting pretty crazy back there, and the whole flight was crazy. And one of the flight attendants starts doing a game show where he gets on the microphone. Okay, we're gonna have some fun. We got some prizes to give away, and you know, and he's doing like I can't. It was like name that tune or something like that, and I'm going like, oh. Okay. It was like it was probably the most fun I've ever had on a trip. And at one point in time, you know, the stewardess is coming back and, and she's like, you know, talking to my guys in the back and she's giving them grief about the fact that, you know, where are you guys going? Where are oh, you you a bunch of radio nerds? You know, it was really funny. You know, and I'm going like, okay, that would have been oh man. I'm trying to think. How old is he now? That would have been like ninety eight or ninety nine. You know, and and that was the time he'd never been to Vegas before. And I told him the story. I said, I said, you know, you know, I told him before we were going. I go, you know, you go to Vegas, it's really crazy. You go there, you go to, you know, the the Walmart. There's there's there, there's slot machines in the lobby of Walmart. I said, there's slot machines at Seven Eleven. And he went, no way. I go, yeah. So we get the rental car, and I have this really weird navigation thing i don't go to las vegas that much but i can drive around las vegas and not get lost i know exactly where i'm at i can you know get in the car boom drive and we pull out of the garage and i go okay first stop 7-eleven right off the strip so we drove and i pulled up and first off my son's amazed that i know where i'm going and we pull into this this 7-eleven it's like 9 30 on a saturday morning we go inside there's like 10 slot machines there's somebody at each slot machine and my son's like Holy cow! You weren't kidding. He was. He was just like like the whole the whole trip was like, oh my god! I don't believe what I'm seeing. You know, Midwest kid, never been to Vegas. You know, it was crazy, crazy, crazy. That's and, actually pretty cute. And now he can't get his electric to work, right? What? That's his problem. I'll tell you this in a minute. We'll, we'll talk about it next hour. I mean, and I see, you know, I'm Caleb. If you're listening, you're the electrician. I'm not. But 
through my years of doing broadcasting, I've unfortunately had to become Joe Electrician many times. You know that, Shelly. I mean, like, we've had, yes. you know, like the tornado that took out crap, and, you know, it wasn't crap at yes. the time. It was KWMO, you know. He's um, like MacGyver. Right. So, so my son has had they, the uh, a tree came and knocked down his drop from the pole to his house, okay? And it broke the neutral wire when it comes into your house there's if, there's if it's an aerial and the new ones it's like a, a you know bear cable and then they wind the two hots around the bear cable well the bear cable which is the neutral broke so the guys come from the power company and i i said to him i said get him have them put you in a new drop and they wouldn't do it they just spliced the the neutral and well now he has problems where when the wind blows half of his house goes out because half the house is on one side of the 220 line and the other half is on the other side of the 220 line or 240 people of electricians they'll know exactly what i'm talking about and he took a picture and i said go outside and look and he sent me this picture of the drop and one of the wires is all frayed and it's like arcing against the neutral and i go there's your problem right there <laughs> so i don't think the the, the power company's coming to replace it yet so like when he's in his house and if the wind blows half the house goes out so if he's like in his bedroom and the wind blows the bedroom goes out you know for like maybe 15 20 minutes and the wind blows a little bit more comes back on you know is that weird or what that's pretty weird. Are they gonna are they gonna get somebody out there to fix it? I I don't know. I should call him this morning. You know what? Let's let's next hour let's call him on the air and see what he says. Yeah, we should. We yeah. should do a follow up. Okay. A follow up with my son. Okay. Yes. It's six thirty nine. The saga continues. The life Westplex one oh seven point one. Shelly, can I admit something to you? Always. The other night I had this dream. My phone rang in the middle of the night and I heard this one voice go, Hi, I'm Kelsey. Another voice say, hi, I'm Halsey. We need you to come over to our place right now. And we're like, well, I was asleep and I don't have any clothes on. Oh, that's just fine. Come on over. And then I woke up and realized it was a real call. And it was Admiral Halsey coming back from the dead. And it was Kelsey Schultz, who is a guy that I know. There's a guy named Kelsey? Yeah. Okay. Is that your friend? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Is that the other girl? <laughs> no. Six, four. I, you know, I have to tell you. What? One of the worst things that happens being on the air and doing music is that <laughs> when a song comes along that I really like and then it becomes a hit and we play it a bunch of times, you get sort of burnt out on it. It's like, you know, it's like if, if you, if, if like I won a contest and I had, I could eat Domino's pizza morning, noon and night every day for a year for free, you know, after about a month, it started to get a little bit old. Just like when I used to work at Steak and Shake. Man, Steak and Shake was my favorite place to eat when I was a kid, you know, and I worked there and we get like, not free meals. We got like what we called a dinner ticket. You probably remember that. Remember you got that? You got a ticket. I do. And you could, you could, you got up to like, it was like good up to a certain amount of money and you could write up, you know, the food up and it was essentially free. And it got to the point where we would sell our our dinner tickets. So, like, you know, we like another guy would go, I'm real hungry tonight. Hey, I'll sell you my dinner ticket for two bucks. And, you know, and at one time we got in trouble because one of the guys, uh, we, had, we hadn't gone on, on, on curb yet. We're still waiting to get out there. And one of the guys went down to McDonald's and bought, like, a bag of hamburgers back. And we're eating them back in the back of Steak and Shake. And our manager came in. He got ticked. 
this guy was like an old guy. As a matter of fact, were you with me when I ran into him like a few years back at at um, at um, Applebee's? Was that you that was with me? Somebody was with me. Maybe it was the smartest woman in the world. Somebody was with me when I ran into this guy. His name was Rex. Yeah, that must have been the other girl. Uh, the other girl. Okay. Um, and <laughs> and um, I, I, you know, and I said to him, I, "You're not believe it, but you were my manager at Steak and Shake back in the day." And I'm thinking to myself, "This guy's got to be a hundred. And and you know, and he was there with his wife and and one of his kids who was probably eighty. You know, I mean, it was like, and and. And he was the guy. It was bizarre. Isn't that strange? Yeah, that wasn't me. Okay. As if things aren't bad enough. Okay, I have a new one for you. Are you ready for this? Yes, I think. Well, you won't. You're not going to like this. D614G. You know what that is? 614G. D is in Delta. 614G is in Golf. Okay. It's a new strain, a mutation of the COVID-19 virus. And uh-huh. they have found this out. This happened in Houston that 99.9% of the cases during the second wave in the Houston area came down with this new strain of D614G of the COVID-19 virus. Okay. And guess what? What? Hand washing doesn't work. Mask walk, washing or mask wearing doesn't work. It's impervious to masks and hand washing and to sanitizer. You could you could keep your hands pickled in sanitizer for a day, and if this stuff is on your hands, it's going to get you. So what are the symptoms? The same crazy. Oh, it's the same thing. It's well, here's what they're saying. They're saying. Uh, da, 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 uh, um, uh, it says, it's, it's, uh, David Morins, a virologist, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said the findings suggest that the vi- virus may become more contagious, and then this may be more implications for ability to control it. He said it's possible that the virus had evolved to resist efforts such as hand washing and social distancing. And he says wearing masks, washing our hands, all those things are barriers to transmissibility are contagion. But as the virus becomes more contagious, it statistically is better at getting around those barriers. So they're saying that it's not more deadly. It's just like tough to to ward off. In other words, you know the the, the normal uh, COVID nineteen mutation or the normal COVID nineteen virus, uh, you know, is uh, you know you put hand wash, you know, sanitize your hands kills it. Uh, you know, you put the mask on. Uh, you know, either you spread it or you getting it from somebody else. It pretty much protects you. Uh, you know, the hand washing stuff, yeah. But they're saying this stuff is so nasty that it just gets around all that stuff. And they said, second wave in Houston, 99.9%. And they said that that's why these people in Houston are like, well, I wash my hands, I always wear my mask, and I've been socially distancing, and I've been staying at home. And they say, okay, just doesn't. I mean, you know, there was a time for a while, maybe this is the same thing that happened in New York. Remember, there were people that, like, that hadn't been out of their apartment in like three weeks that got it. Like, okay, how is that possible? And they hadn't seen anybody. They sort of like locked themselves. I mean, they truly locked themselves down where uh, nobody came in, nobody went out. And it's like, okay, how'd they get it? You know, one of those crazy things. God, I'm so tired of this. I'm just. So, I am too. I'm ugh. so done. Done, done, oh, dunsky. Man. 
you know, and, 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 and then, you know, and, and here, here we go once again. I know this sounds like a broken record, okay? You got to do this, you got to do that, except when you protest. You know, it's like, it's like, okay, we could be shoulder to shoulder, and we can have no masks on, and, you know, we can be yelling and screaming. And remember, they shut a bunch of, I don't know if you remember this or not, they shut a bunch of churches down because, because remember how, how a bunch of people supposedly got it? A bunch of people in the, what? in churches. This is this is why they they shut a lot of the churches down. Don't you remember this story? They got oh, it. Yeah, because a, a bunch of people in the church got COVID. No, but how, but remember how they got it? The, um, the, probably through. Well, they don't do collection plates anymore. No, no, no. Probably no, no, no. through the. Um, no, they got it from the the choir, and they said that when you sing, oh, you're that's pro- not what I you're projecting thought. your droplets even farther. You know what I mean, and 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 not only that, they said that when you yell, well, which, they can't sing with a mask on. I, I had somebody that tried to uh, <laughs> record with a mask on. Well, that didn't go too well. Oh, Shelly, oh, the other day at one of the press conferences, one of the reporters asks his question, and he's got the mask on, and Trump says, "Take that mask off." <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you know, appreciate our president for the time being because. He's gone. I mean, he's going to lose the election. There's no two ways about it. He's, Do you really think oh, so? Oh, yeah, he's done. He's done. How could they? He's done. He's done. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, you could you could run. I want to know why nobody is addressing the fact that Joe Biden, presidential candidate Joe Biden, has the onset of dementia. They don't care. I'm why hasn't hey, anybody? Shelly, Shelly, what's 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 your what's your what's your newest dog's name? Molly Moo. Okay. Is it a he or a she? It's a she. Can she stand at her hind legs? Yes. Okay. She could win the election. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, you put her up there in a the stage and like, you know, okay, who do you want to vote for? Donald Trump or Molly Moo? Molly Moo. She'd make a great president. We've never had. What kind of a dog is she? She's a great Pyrenees. We've never had a great Pyrenees pre- president before. You know, I'm telling you. It's like... It's. I finally heard. She wouldn't be a good president. She pouts too much. I finally heard someone the other day, a reporter, actually make reference to Weekend at Bernie's, and I've never seen the entire movie. I've only seen parts of it, but the story is what is it? The only parts that are up on YouTube. Right? Yeah, ex- that's exactly right. <laughs> that's the, yeah. that's true. You know, matter of fact, matter of fact, last night you're not going to believe this. Last night I watched scenes i watched like you know it's like a two-hour movie and i got my fill in 15 minutes i watched five segments of hard target you know what hard target is no hard target was this movie made back in the 90s starring at that point in time an unheard of guy by the name of claude uh, claude von what is it claude von Von dom you know and it was directed by john woo you know who john woo is I do not. John Woo is this famous director for, you know, directing very violent movies and graphic shooting scenes and action scenes. And he's like the king of slow motion. Like people get killed and like the bullets go through like them. super slow-mo? Well, it's like, you know, whenever like like when Claude, Claude Van Damme, what's that? Is that it, right? Claude Van Damme, is that what it is? Like yes, when he's doing. Jean-Claude Van Damme. There it is. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. When he's doing like his, you know, his kicks, like his, you know, martial arts kicks. Boom, yes. It slows down, so you see, you see, you know, this the kick coming super slow, and then kind his, of like when they did that with the bionic man and woman, right? And then you Whenever see whenever their bionic parts took off, it's like 
Right. And and you see and you see the the the, the you know the, his 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 foot, you know, his shoe or his boot whatever he's wearing slowly impact the guy in the in the in the jaw and then you see him like, you know, recoil back and his eyes, you know, his eyes go in the back of his head and he stumbles. And you hear the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> no. There was no Wilhelm scream. But No. no anyway, Wilhelm this scream. this this movie's called Hard Target and it's I didn't a, see that, and I always liked John Claude Van Damme. Well, I, I, quite honestly, I never heard of it before, and I was watching another YouTube video, and these guys were saying, "Oh, some of the," you know, and they were talking about how how when you look at it now, because I think it was like ninety three or ninety four, so it's like you know coming up on thirty years old, okay? And the special effects, and and like it's one of these things where, you know, he's up against. 20 guys with, you know, MP5 submachine guns, and they're, like, simultaneously firing at him, you know, so there's, like, rounds, you know, there's, like, dozens of rounds simultaneously being directed at him, and he's running, and you see, like, little sparks, like, boom, one hit behind him, boom, one hit in front of him, boom, one hit the light pole, but they never hit him, you know what I mean? It's like, and then he's behind, at one point in time, he's he's protecting this woman, you know, a police officer gets shot, and the woman is, is, is holding the police officer in her arms and and he's trying to protect them and you know a guy drives by in a motorcycle and unloads an mp5 submachine gun and you know bullets hit everything and and you know john claude von damme's on the roof of the car and he spins off off this, the roof of the car onto the the trunk of the squad car and he's firing upside down in one scene he gets a gun and he has it upside down and he's firing the gun i'm going okay whatever you know i mean like you know it just and then the whole the thing is the guy who is who's the protagonist of this, the guy who is like the really super mean guy that's after John Claude Van Damme. He has this goofy gun that looks like like a mini cannon and it's only a one shot gun. You know, so in other words, and it break it's it has like what they call a break action. You know, you know you ever seen like a double barreled shotgun where you actually you hit a lever and the and the thing sort of breaks in two pieces? I mean it's got a hinge on it. Yes, you put, I've seen that. Yeah, you put the well he's got a handgun like that. So you break it open, you hit the lever, you break it open, you put one bullet in, and he's got this little bandolier or whatever you call it, you know, this little cartridge case that's on his belt, and he's only got like ten cartridges, and each cartridge is is gonna get somebody. And when he get when somebody gets shot with this cartridge, you know, like they just like explode into pieces. And I'm going, holy cow! Was, you know, this was like one of the first. I think this. I don't think this was the first John Woo movie. But anyway, it's it's just sort of bizarre. And and John Claude Van Damme looks like he's like 18, you know, really young looking. Well, yeah, he actually started when he was really young. Well, maybe this is what I have to look up. I see when he first started. Anyway, hey, we got to take a break. We're behind 701. Your fault. Westplex 107.1. Man, I love that Katy Perry. She is so You know that's not Katy talented. Perry. Stop it. <laughs> that's, I'm waiting for your daughter to text you. He's stupid. That's not Katy Perry. That's, you know, she's going to, you know, she's. Christina. No, that's not Christina. That's Britney Spears. No, it's not. Yeah, it's Britney Spears. Your daughter knows that. No, yes. it's Christina Aguilera. No, it's Britney Spears. I disagree. No, it's actually Katy Perry. No, I know it's not Katy Perry. Or Katie Hudson, as her real name is. Did you know that? I did. Okay. Um, <clears throat> research, last break. John Claude Van Damme. You know what his real name is? Are you ready for Isn't this? Barney? No. John Claude Camille Francois Van Varenberg. 
I'm not. Already ma- then. I'm not making this up. He's got six names: John, Claude, Camille, C A M I L L E, Francois, and it has the French pronunciation with that little goofy thing hanging off the C on the bottom. Uh, Van Varenberg, V A R E N B E R G. His first, and, and here's here's his movies. And this movie was not one of his first. I thought it was uh, Bloodsport, 1988, Cyborg, 1989, Kickbox, Kickboxer, 1989, Lionheart, 1990, Death Warrant, 1990, Double Impact, 1991, Universal Soldier, 1992, Nowhere to Run, 1993, the one I saw, Hard Target, 1993, Time Cop, and it just goes on and on and on. And Have you I th- ever seen Time Cop? No, no. It's a really good well, but, good one. But what's interesting about it is. I saw this, and, and, and he's got, what is it, a second degree black belt in, I can't even pronounce this, S-H-O-T-O-K-A-N, Shotokan Karate, and he was a martial artist That's from right. 1976 to 1982, and then he was an actor uh, from 1979 to present, and there's this, I think it's, I don't think it's on anymore, but but there's this show called Claude von Claude Van Johnson or something like that, where he likes make makes fun of himself, you know. And if you you know what I'm talking about, it was recently on TV. It was on Netflix or something like that. Now get this, uh, he he turned down uh, von von Damme was the first choice to play the titular Predator character in the original Predator movie. Really, he, he turned that down. <laughs> Can, oh wow! You know, he that was, was a mistake. He was also he was also set to star in the 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 movie No Retreat, No Surrender, backed out, and then they offered him the lead in Delta Force Two, Our American Ninja. Uh, also, uh, Van Dam was uh, to play Simon Phoenix in Demolition Man. Turned that down. Uh, he turned down the role of Gunner Jensen in the first installment of The Expendables. And the role, so I'm going like all these huge movies, you know, like like Predator, you know. I mean, like that would have been him. Would have been Arnold Schwarzenegger. Would have been John Claude Van Damme. Okay. Anyway, last night I get this email from Uber, and it says, I mean, like in great, there's like this big block of black on the email, like huge block, and in white letters, in big white letters, no mask, no ride. We said it. We meant it. And it talks about that your Uber driver is now going to essentially, I guess the term would be, narc on you. That if you get into his car, his or her car, and you don't have a mask, he's going to take he or she's going to take a picture of you. And then on his part of the app, there's a spot where he can, he can upload the picture of you in his car. Once again, his or her car. Um, uh, and uh, then they're going to upload that picture on their app, and then you will be banned from Uber. So if you try to use Uber again, bang, it won't. It'll say to you, sorry, you didn't wear a mask last time. We're not letting you in one of our cars. And the only way you can get back in the good graces of Uber is if you take a selfie, and, and Shelly can help you do that if you don't know how to do that. Take a, yes, I can. I give lessons. Take a selfie and up a selfie with you in a mask on, and you upload it to Uber on your account, and you say, "Please, pretty please, will you let me have an Uber ride again?" And then they can go like, "Well, we'll think about it." <laughs> okay. Oh my god! <laughs> I, you know, once again. 
what's what's it sort of reminds me of what the the famous Seinfeld ep- episode, the soup Nazi, you know, like where you have to be nice to the guy, you know, at the at the soup place, and if you're no not nice to for you, yeah, no right. soup for you, no soup it's for you. It's like it's like, and and the people stand in line. You remember that episode, like you know, like oh, you got to stand in line, and and you got to be real nice to him, and if you're not real nice to him, he won't give you soup. It's like, okay, why would you go to a place like that? Why would you go to to a place where to go to a place and be abused? Well, yeah, there's actually a a a, a restaurant like that that they actually try to really um, offend you while they're serving you the food, and people go. It's well, it's, it's a thing. I've been to those restaurants, but I don't think they were they're trying. It's, it's just the way they were. One of those kind of things. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Okay. Uh, you asked me earlier about the situation, why I say that Trump's done and it's going to be Biden. You know, once again, they could put a train seal up there and it'd be Trump at this point in time. But there was more stuff that came out yesterday about, well, you know, you you just can't, you know, don't, you know, don't, uh, don't be upset when Joe Biden, you know, makes a gaffe. I mean, you know, that's just Joe. Uh, you know, when Joe sounds like he's, you know, he's not what he's talking about. That's just Joe. Okay. Let me give you an example of like, I'm scratching my head when I hear that. Let's say you go to the doctor, and uh, you and I both have a very good doctor, so this wouldn't be our doctor. But let's say you go to you know another doctor, and somebody, oh, you got to see this doctor. This guy, doctor's great. So you go in the doctor, and you're back in the in the little you know in the examining room, and he starts talking to you, and all of a sudden he says, "You know what? I'm sort of tired. You mind if I just lay my head down here for a minute? I'm gonna sleep for a couple minutes." And you go like, "What?" What, what, what's this? And, you know, a couple minutes turns into 10, 15. You're going, like, okay, this is bizarre. So you got out of the examining room. You walk down the hall, and there's the nurse at the, at the you know, the check-in. And you go, like, um, I, I don't know how to put this, but I was in the examining room with the doctor, and uh, um, he fell asleep. And the nurse looks, oh, well, that's Dr. Smith. You know, he, he works nights a lot. And, you know, that's just Dr. Smith. Don't worry about it. You know, just go back in there and just nudge him a little bit. And he'll come, you know, he'll wake back up and, and everything will be just fine. Okay. <laughs> I know that's a good, bizarre example. But isn't that sort of like okay. what, they're, what they're doing with Biden? They're going like, oh, well, don't worry about it. Yeah, oh, you know, I, I remember I read the quote yesterday. <laughs> Let me see what was the quote. Uh, the quote was, um, so I can find it real quick. Uh, he comes across as a genuine regular guy and not like an overly programmed politician. The narrative as Biden as a gaffe machine. He probably over- doesn't remember he's a politician. The narrative as Biden as a gaffe machine overlooks the reality that Joe Biden's brand is being good old regular Joe, Uncle Joe. And sometimes the things he says don't come out quite right, but that's part of his appeal as a politician. This is this is the lady who's a spokesperson for him. She added, some people underestimate how ba- baked in the cake some of this is about Joe Biden and how the fact is, he isn't a slick-talking, points-oriented politician who works to his benefit. Most people don't speak in perfect prose. So once again, you go to the dentist, and you know, and the dentist drills a hole in your cheek, and you go, oh my God, you just put a hole in my cheek! And you get out of the chair, and you go up to the front desk, and, and you say, hey, the dentist, look, I'm bleeding, the dentist, oh, that's just Dr. Jones. Every, you know what? You know, he's a carpenter, too, and, you know, sometimes he's just practicing uh-huh. his drill technique on your side of your mouth because it sort of looks like something. It's like a weekend project he's going to work on this weekend. Yeah, but he drilled a hole in my teeth. I'm in my cheek. Oh, don't worry about it. That's just Dr. Smith. Don't worry. It's fine. You know, he's he's not the world's best dentist. You know, that's why we don't have a lot of patients here. But you know what? On a scale of 1 to 10, he's he's somewhere there. 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, if it's like saying, okay, he's not very good at speaking. You know, it's like, you know, like, like that would be like if you, if you like, you know, if the, if the, you know, the pilot comes on, you know, we're talking about flying and the pilot comes on and goes, uh, good afternoon, afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome aboard XYZ Airlines. And I just want you to know that, um, yes, just last week I was flying Cessna 152s and the airline had an opening. Now I've only had about 50 hours of flight training and I just recently passed my licensing test, but you know what? There's a lot of gauges, a lot of dials up here, but I think I can figure it all out. Sit back and enjoy your ride. Okay, wouldn't you go like, let me get off. I want to get off right now. You know? Yes, I would. <laughs> don't actually. you want don't you want someone who's competent? Now, people will go like, well, I do. look at Donald Trump. Once again, I said it before. Let's just erase these two old white dudes. We'll put in Nikki Haley for the Republicans. We'll put in Tulsi Gabbard, who I just have a thing for. I'm telling you. I know. You, know, you have like a, a girl crush on I'm her. I'm telling you. Tulsi is my girl. She's a major in the Army. She's sharp. She's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, she's well-spoken. You know, she's, she's, she was in combat in Kuwait. Come on. You know, this is who we need. We don't need Sleepy Joe. We don't need crazy, you know, crazy, uh, crazy, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, what, what do you want? What do they call? What's the pejorative terms they call Trump? The Trumpster, you know, or, or you the know. Trumpinator, the Trumpinator, deplorable. Right, <laughs> deplorable, the whole bit. We don't, we don't need that. <laughs> you know, we don't need no stinking Trump, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I've got to, I have to tell you something. I shouldn't. What? I shouldn't. I shouldn't break Just this on you. Just go ahead and tell me. It'll be a secret. I won't tell. Okay. I have an idea that is going to make me a gazillion dollars. Uh huh. And I got the idea from Angel Magasano at Little Black Book. And what's that? Okay. What does Angel do with her group? Explain what Little Black Book is about. Little Black Book is an, a, an empowering um, organization. They focus on the woman and not necessarily the business. That just comes by natural. Um, they have um, programming for professional and personal growth. And um, it's just basically a sisterhood. Okay, so the, the goal is to essentially empower women and have them be the best they can be. Is that sort of Correct, like, yes. And, and I'm here to tell you, I mean, I have seen, I've been with Little Black Book for about six years, and I have seen some women just completely do a, a, an about-face of where oh, they were and, 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 and blossom and flourish to where they are now. I it's, agree. It's been beautiful. I agree. I've seen the same thing, and it's very impressive. Yes. So that's what gave me my idea for my new, my new company. Okay. And I'm going to go and start up a website, and it's going to be Empowerment for Women, and the name of the group is You Don't Need No Stinking Man. Okay, is that kind of like the female version of the He-Man Woman Haters Club? <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, and see, and here, I'm going to be doing like, here, I can be up and I can see myself right now, I can close my eyes, and at the first national convention uh, at uh, where we're, all the women are socially distanced, and I'm up on stage, and, you know, and I got that cool headset microphone where I can walk around on stage, you see those guys, like, where they, you know, yeah. you know like yeah. the, the Tony Robbins kind of deal, where he walks around, and he jumps around, and does all sorts of stuff, and, and I'm up there, and I'm going like, women. You don't need no stinking man. And the crowd goes, Rah! 
You know, what's the guy good for? What's he want? He wants dinner on the table when he comes home from work. You don't need no stinking man. <laughs> and, you know, and he talks down to you like, hey, you know, it's time. It's, 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 it's fall. You need to change the air in your tires. Get that summer air out and put the fall air out. He's just giving you BS. And you know what? You don't need no stinking man. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think it's 724. You don't like my idea? <laughs> Again, it's 724. Westplex 107.1, AJR, bang, 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 metronome. You hear that? I don't think Shelly's back. I'm back. Oh, there you are. Okay. I like in that song where they have the announcer who goes, metronome. And then there's the tuk, tuk, tuk. Did you ever play piano? Isn't that kind of what you're trying to do with uh, Westplex 107.1 and KSLQ? Metronome? Metronome? What? Metronome? Is that what it is? Metronome. Don't you know what a metronome is? I do not. You don't know what a metronome is? I do not. Oh, is that the thing that goes... Yeah, it's, it's to set a pace for music. And you're supposed to play to the metronome. So in the old days, it was actually like, like it was like a, a, a little lever that like went back and forth. Ding, don't. Ding, dong. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, you know, like for years and years and years, they've all been electronic. As a matter of fact, a lot of, a lot of keyboards and things like that have it built in where you can, you know, and, and in, in recording, they have what they call a click track where if they're going to record like, you know, a bunch of different musicians in a session at different times, they'll put down a click track where all it is is just click, click, click. And that's how everybody, when they do their, their part let's say you know the vocalists come in and they know exactly where to be because you hear the click track and you know what the pace to be in the whole bit so sort of like a metronome okay let's try something and we'll see if this happens and you know so far i've been two for two with him which is amazing because normally he never answers the phone let's see if we can talk to my son brett down in pensacola and see if things have gotten any better for him. I didn't talk to him last night. Hold on, here we go. You ready? Okay, you know what's funny? Here we go. I heard somebody the other day, when I did this one time before, and I actually had, I think it was Mike Otten, who actually texted me, and he goes, there's something that young people won't know what it is. And you know what that is? What? A dial tone. <laughs> think about that for yeah. a minute. Okay, or here we go. Cord. Right, hold on a minute. Here we go. Okay, let's see if he answers the phone. This is my son, Brett, who went through the hurricane last week in Pensacola. And he's been having problems with his house. First off, he had a little... Um, and I don't think he's going to answer this morning. He might be at work already. Um, I think they went back to work yesterday. This is Brett. Hey, hey, it's me. You're da- it's Brad to Dad. You're on the air, so don't cuss, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> you, do you have a minute? Uh, yeah, what you got? Well, I was just curious what's going on. I mean, uh, uh, are things, are you back to work yet? Yeah, my sh- we got power at the shop back on, like, Sunday night. Um, so so you're back in biz? Now, what's going on? We, you know, you and I, uh, <laughs> should I tell the story of how I'm diagnosing your electrical problems? You're taking pictures of all your uh, your electrical box, and I'm telling you, check this, check this, check this. What's the latest on that? Um... Another line crew came out yesterday, and I'm still without power. They took readings at the meter again, and it was 
it was uh you know 225 with across the legs and then uh 1 110 112 out of the uh across the leg to the neutral so they said everything's a-okay and left and refused to put a new drop in so so you still have the problem when the wind blows you lose part of your electricity yeah i have a neutral and well i basically feeding i'm guessing 110 through the neutral on uh when the wind blows so so did you did you point out the fact that the the wire is like all frayed and stuff like that and they still wouldn't do anything Oh, yeah, I showed him. He goes, yeah, that looks bad. I was like, well, can run a new drop. <laughs> the, the guy said it looks bad? Yeah. <laughs> and they wouldn't put in. What we're talking about is is you got um, uh, what they call aerial service where the, the line comes from the pole and it goes across your, your driveway and goes to the side of the building. And that's the, the drop. And the and in most places, I know here in, in St. Louis area with Ameren and Quiver River, uh, they're responsible for that. And, and, you know, if, if, if you have like a tree that hits it and damages it, they're supposed to come out and repair it or put a new one in. And that's what happened in your case. And they won't put a new one in then, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh yeah, they won't put a new one in. So, so is, is Pensacola otherwise pretty much back to normal? Uh, for the most part, they're saying 100% of Gulf Power has their 100% of Gulf Power customers have power. But I don't. So <laughs> you don't. So now is is uh, is uh, is the naval station? Is that pretty much back to normal, uh, Pensacola? Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I think so. For the most part, they uh, they uh, one of those barges, twenty two barges broke loose from the bridge, and a barge struck the bridge over Bayou Grande into into. Uh, and the NAS Pensacola, and it's cracked and messed up. And and that and that's the major thoroughfare back and forth between what what part of town and the other part of town. No, that's the the bridge that uh that they goes on in the Navy base. Oh All no, the Navy base bridges got hit by a barge. Oh no, kidding! So how are they getting yeah. on? How are they getting on and off the ba- the, the the base? There's that back entrance. That's the civilian entrance to go to the muse to go to the. Air Force Museum and the golf course. So this is the main entrance into the base? You can't even use it anymore? Um, until they inspect the bridge, yeah. It took a hit. I don't know if they've closed the bridge or if they've already inspected it, but yeah, a barge blew all the way up one of the bayous and smoked that bridge going onto the base. So now a lot, um, of, a lot of people in your neighborhood, did anybody lose, you know, have like super major damage, like you see all the roofs and things like ripped off? Um, not too much. I mean, there's a few that had areas blown out in my, in my neighborhood, but... Uh, for the most part, the wind damage, we didn't suffer as much wind damage as I thought we would. I think a lot of the major damage you see in the photos and stuff is from um, hurricanes. I mean, sorry, not hurricanes, from tornadoes that spawn in the outer pans of those hurricanes. I got you, I got you. Some of the areas that I drive through remind me a lot of home after a hurricane where there's a, like the tweet, trees are twisted as opposed to just straight line blowing over. Right, right, right. And and still water damage, because I know that the downtown Pensacola had like, what, spots had three, four feet of water, places like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of water damage, yeah, from the area that flooded. As you're talking 10, 20, 10, 10 foot storm surge. Really? Now, now you had what, about a foot of water in your place? I had about six inches of water in my oh. place just because... Uh, we got over 30 inches of rain. Yeah. That storm moved so slow it didn't blow through. It just sat there and dumped. Right. right. So, well, 
I, I wish I, I, you know uh, I wish I could come down and fix your electric for you because it sounds like um, you know I mean <laughs> you sent me the pictures and first off we discovered all sorts of problems in your electrical box already and you fixed a couple of those by remote you know so um, I, I I I find it interesting that you pointed out to the line crew that your line's bad and they said uh, yeah it's bad we're not going to replace it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what you need to do is you need to climb up on the pole and and just chop it off and go. Okay, now you got to replace it. Now what I'm going to do is saw the tree down that it was touching and just blow the transformer and let Ben tell him to come fix it. <laughs> okay, so do you have bail? Do you have bail money for that when they when when they throw you in jail for that? <laughs> I'll just I'll just call you right. We can get we hey, can get done over the phone. Hey, can I give you a suggestion? When they come to yeah. when they come to arrest you after after you do that, where you purposely chop down the tree so it knock down the electric line and blow up the transformer, just tell them you were protesting. I'll just tell them that I'm not smart enough to realize they said when I have to take care of the tree, that didn't mean for me to cut it down myself. I got you. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm glad that you get so so your electric still comes and goes, and some of the stuff works and some doesn't. Status quo, then, right? Yep, yep, but I just got it all shut off right now because so, I don't feel like blowing up all my appliances and stuff. But so, so you have no elect- yeah, I, you turned a, you're, you're, you have no electricity in your place again? Then you just turned it all off the main breaker. Yeah, I just turned it all off because when it goes, when that one leg goes down, it's spiking two twenty for the other leg. So I don't really feel like blowing up all my stuff. Ugh, boy, what a mess. Okay, I will talk to you later. I love you. Talk to you later. Love you too, Bob. Okay, bye. My son, Brad. What a trooper. <laughs> He's, he's he's a kid apple tree he's a kid that's all i'm gonna say who never gets too upset about anything you know what i mean he's just sort of like moving along you know doing his thing you know i mean it's 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 I, and i know exactly what he's going through because i have to tell you i mean i my parents had this problem at their house for years for years my parents had this problem at their house where they had all sorts of problems like the wind would blow and and you know part of the house the electricity would go out you know not all the house just part of it and then they'd had like voltage dips you know to the point where like you know you'd have like brownouts in their house like the, the lights would be okay and i've never told you the story this is a bizarre weird story i bought at at the time i had a problem um with something at another thing where I had to buy a very sophisticated piece of equipment that had a plotter on it. In other words, it was like this this electric, it was actually a very expensive fluke piece of equipment. It was about a $5,000 piece of fluke equipment that I bought, used for, I don't know, you know $1,200, $1,300. We used those at the FAA. Okay. So it had a plotter on it, and you could send it to a printer. Okay, so I went to my parents' house after I got this thing, and I thought to myself, you know, maybe I can help my parents. And once again, this has been going on for years. And my dad would call, you know, at the time of Union Electric, we got a problem, and they'd come out, and oh, everything's fine, you know, and it was one on the whole. Finally, I went to my parents' house, and I, I, I got into the electrical box, and I hooked this thing up, had all sorts of probes, and it gave you, you know, like a, a display of like, you know, like a like a sine wave, and you know, you know what I'm talking about, you've seen that kind of stuff before. And it, and then you could, you could send the, the uh, the output to like a little memory card and then you could take that memory card and put it in your computer and pull up the graphs 
and you could show what was going on. So I did this. And I mean, it didn't take me that long. It took me like 15, 20 minutes. Go to my parents' house, you know, boom, 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 boom. Do you know, do this? Put you know, take the, the cover of the box off. Put all these probes in. You know, do like 15 minute, you know, uh, recording. You could record, and then I printed it out. And I called up. I got some service dude. At, you know, some not like just like the people who answer the phone, but some guy in the engineering department. I go, look, my parents have had this problem for years. Can you, I think it's a floating graph, floating neutral. The guy goes, well, you do, huh? You know, like, you know, like, you know, who am I? I'm just some stupid guy. And he says, well, he says, I'll, I'll put a special order out for the crew. Next day, the crew comes out. <laughs> Guess what? Bad connection at the pole. And it was sure it's what it was. It was a floating neutral. They cut the wires off, you know, re-spliced them. My parents never had another problem again, ever. It was like, it was like somebody flipped a switch and everything went away. All the problems went away. And my dad was like... I can't believe that. You know, I can't believe for years we've put up with that and we call and complain and they never fix it. And then you come with all that equipment and you show them exactly what's wrong and they fix it. I go, you know what? Once again, one of those things sort of frustrating, you know. And the downside of that is, and I don't want to sound like I'm being a jerk when I say this, but it's a monopoly. Because if there were another electric company, you could say, hey guys, if you don't get this fixed, your electric company A, I'm going to call electric company B, and I'm going to get them to you know, supply me with electricity, and they're going to give me a new line and a new meter, and I won't have any more problems. You know what I'm saying? So why, it comes to, reason, comes to a question, why do the electric companies have a monopoly? It's set up that way, uh, and it wasn't always that way, because what's interesting, I don't know if you know this or not, but, but in the city of Kirkwood, they still generate their own power. Kirkwood, actually, if when you move into Kirkwood, depending, I mean, pretty That's much. That's because they didn't take the name Lindbergh. No. Well, and there, it's, there's still places like that. Columbia, Missouri has their own power generation. They, they, they provide their own power. Um, you know, I mean, like, for, we talked about this before. Uh, the uh, Wentzville General Motors plant, they generate their own power out there. But why is it their competition? Because typically it's because uh, it's because of lobbying and things like that. I mean, for a while there was a deal where where they were trying to make it to the point where, you know, they were trying to break up the electric companies and make it to the point where where you could get electric from a different company. But the problem with it is, is that usually the municipalities and things like that, they'll say, no, we're not going to allow more electric poles. Because if you did have an electric, another electric company, and like, for example, there's places out in St. Charles County that, you you know, like, you know, one person on one side of the street is Amron Ue. Somebody on the other side of the street has 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 Quiver River. I I know a guy. He told me the story that his neighbor down the street from him lives like on the air edge, lives in the Forestell area, and he told me that his house is Amron Ue, and he's got a garage behind his house, and that's Quiver River. I go, how'd that happen? And he says, well, on the garage, there's a pole that goes down, you know, down this street where my garage is, and that's closest to Quiver River, and my house is closer to the Hammer and UE lines, you know. But yet, you know, once again, if you get tired of Quiver River or Ameren, you can't call them up and go, I'm going to go to, you know, I'm going to hire. You know, it's not like it's not like if you got AT&T phone and you get bad service and you call them up and go, like, I, I'm going to go to Verizon. You know, and they'll go, oh, sorry, sir. I know, but um, according to Caleb Hunter, he says, uh, like, places that would bring up a new new business, a new electrical business, yeah. that they still have to buy their power from Ameren. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Well, once again, you, you know, you get locked in because... Ameren's got all these lobbyists in Jefferson City, and when somebody comes along, see, you know, and I think, you know, who's going to be the big competition to the utilities? Is, I mean, the electric 
utilities like Ameren and Quiver River? Solar. No, Tesla. You watch. You watch. I mean, there's going to be a day when, and it might not be that too far into the future, where you just completely go off the grid. You'll have a couple solar panels, and you'll have like one of these new generation Tesla batteries, and that'll be what powers your house. That's it. You won't even have to worry about, you know, you can, you know, I mean, right now, man, if I had money, you know, if I, if I'd buy a Tesla and I'd just stick a bunch of solar panels like in the, in, you know, on my parking lot, and I just want to, you know, when I was done driving the car, just go and plug it in to the solar panel system, you know? I mean, like, it wouldn't cost me anything to drive my Tesla, right? You know, solar electricity, bang. Except for the payments. Uh. Well, no, I mean, my driving of it. I mean, you know, in other words, I wouldn't have to pay for gas. You know, it's crazy. So they have no gas at all? No, Teslas are totally electric. Hmm. Nothing. Yeah, they're totally electric. There's no, it's not a hybrid. It's a true. I'm still waiting for the DeLorean Back to the Future, where <laughs> y- you can put in banana peels right, and orange right. peels and and, and uh, make it go. Yeah, I, I think. I don't know why we haven't figured that out yet. I think you're going to wait a little bit longer for that. I think you might be Grandma Grandma Shelley, you know, on the porch. You know, I'm still waiting for that car. I can run with banana peels. It's been 40 years, and I'm still waiting. Right? I could be a good grandma. Yeah, right. 749. Westplex 107.1. I listened to that song on our station. Then last night I was out driving around listening to WIL. Heard that song, but it wasn't that song. It was a different version. It was with Gabby the entire song. Sort of weird. Two versions of that. We talked about that before, didn't we? I don't know if we did or not. Yeah. she. The country version is just her, and the pop version is her and Charlie Puth. So if you Charlie listen, Puth yes. is a whiner. Nah, I don't think he's a whiner. He's got he's got the weird eyebrow deal going on. Have you ever noticed that? I don't care about his eyebrows. <laughs> he's a whiner. He's got the eyebrow deal going on. Have you ever noticed that? I mean, it looks like. What does he have? One? No, 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 no. He's got two eyebrows, but there's one eyebrow. It looks like I mean, you. I, you know, I had a friend of mine had a really bad accident and had a really nasty scar that went right across his eyebrow, and eyebrow hair would never grow back there. You know what I'm saying? And he sort of looks like that. Looks like when he was a kid, something happened to him, and part of his eyebrow doesn't grow. It's just sort of weird. I mean, you know. I mean, you know. Once again, I, I told you. I wish I had that. I work with this guy um, when it was running my one company in Des Moines, who was our sales guy up there. Oh my God, he was a good-looking guy, and you know, really, really fun guy, well-spoken, great sales guy, uh, real handsome-looking guy, always dressed really well. And he'd been in this. He'd been in. Kind of sounds like the male me, doesn't it? Oh, just exactly. He'd been in a really bad car accident, like when he was like in his early twenties. And he had this big monster scar on, I think it was like in his his left cheek that went down from like just below his eye all the way down, sort of curved around and it sort of came in underneath his, his, his lip and between his, like his chin and his lip and had a couple different, like, you know, like, I want, how do I put this? Tributaries coming off of it. Is that weird? You know what I mean? Like it's a big scar, but you can see like it went. Yeah, you know, he's, ding, he's got ding. a scar in his face. Well, yeah. but, but it went in a couple different, you know, there's a main scar and then there's like scars running off of that, like little creeks going into like a river. I know that sounds weird, but, um, and it just made him look like, and the women all talked about, it. oh my God, he's so handsome. And that scar. And they would talk about that because, you know, he was a single guy. And there were several women that worked in the same office. And they'd always talk about how, to like... break off a piece of him? No, but I'm going like, I'm going like, okay. Now, think about that for a minute. I mean, talking about, you know, how things are not right. If that were a woman, 
oh my God, she looks terrible. She's got a bad scar. You know, and that's a terrible thing to say, but don't you think that would be the case? But is it all a, depends on what kind of woman she is. Well, but with the guy, it was like, oh man, makes him look like more of a man. A woman, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to make fun of women. I'm just saying that's how it's perceived. You know, because a man, he's a he-man. He's scarred up. Yeah, he's got battle scars. You know, you know, and a woman, you know, oh, they have to have perfect skin. You know, have to, everything has to be just perfect. But a guy, you know, you can have like, you know, you can have like, you know, you know, your eyebrow gone. You could have like, you know, like one of your ears, you know, like top of your ear bitten off or something like that. And people go, oh man, what a he-man. Woman, you got part of your ear missing? And they're going like, what'd you do? Get in like a fight with another woman? She bit your ear off? You know, how, you know what, what kind of woman are you? You know what I mean? No, they scratch. Well, but, you know, once again, it's a double standard. Do I agree with that? No, I don't. It's, it's, you know, it's essentially, it's inherently wrong. But that's just life. That's the way things are. You know, and I know people go, well, they shouldn't be that way. You should change them. Well, guess what? You know, it's just like, you know, some things, it's like, you know, it's funny. I heard this guy last night on one of the talk shows, this guy, Del Wamsley guy. And talking about, and I've thought about this myself too, why do we want things that are hard, like he talked about nature, and he says, why do we want things that are hard to grow, but we don't want things that are easy to grow? And think about that, okay? You got weeds, they, you know, the grass, you know, the weeds, you know, you get crab grass that grows up in the cracks of your sidewalk and, it, you know, in the crack of your cracks of your driveway and, you know, along the foundation and, you know, and you cut it and two days later it's back and you put, you know, uh, uh, Roundup on it and two months later it's back. But yet you're out there seeding your lawn and putting fertilizer and watering it and it won't grow right. You know, you got, you know, you've got like, uh, you know, flowers that you're trying to nurture and, you know, and you got your roses and they get some kind of a crazy mold on them. You got some stuff, you some, some, you know, some kind of powder you put on your roses to save your roses from, from, you know, you know, dying. And yet you got big old monsters, whatever it is, you got big old monstrous weeds that grow up and, you know, and no matter what you do, you chop them down and two weeks later, they're back. That's nature. And essentially his point was, look how much money we spend keeping nature away. And, and his point was, it's interesting, he says, if you go by an abandoned house or an abandoned building, what do you see? You see the weeds all grown up. Or like if you see like down at, at Albarisi headquarters at page 170, they just put a sign out front that says, you know, prairie in progress. Um, uh, and and, and um, um, hold on a minute, I got to answer this. Are you there? I have an issue I'm dealing with right now. Anyway, anyway, I got to duck out here in a minute because I have a problem. Once again, my life is nothing but problems. Anyway, the point being is that that I thought it was interesting what he was saying about how, you know, we want things, the things we want, you know, like if you want nice grass at your house, you have to either, you know, call a sod company or you, you know, you, you know, you, you know, you, you, you prepare your seed bed and you put your you know your seed down and then you put some starter fertilizer on and you water it. But if you wanted weeds, you'd just do nothing, and they'd show up. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, like, you know, you just, you just go, eh, I don't care. Who cares? You know, and this whole thing about, like, you know, prairie grass. Oh, we've got to bring the prairie back. Prairie grass, for the most part, is like a lot of weeds, what we consider weeds. It is. You know? Yes. I mean, talk to any farmer. You know, if you talk to any farmer, hey, prairie grass, prairie grass, we hate that stuff. It's terrible. It's weeds. 
You know, we, 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 we put Roundup on it. We do this. We do that. You know, it, it chokes out the corn, chokes out the beans, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's like, but yet, if, if we all just disappeared, if tomorrow we all, you know, just disappeared from the face of the earth, and, you know, let's say they put us in a big spaceship and they took us to Mars and then they brought us back a year from now and nobody was on the, you know, on the planet Earth and come back and just see what happened. Nature would take over. Nature would take over. The interstate, there'd be grass growing up between, you know, the, That's the, the true. cracks on the interstate. You know, I mean, there'd I be, am legend. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just I don't, I don't know what that means because I've never seen that movie. Is that a movie? It is, and never you really it. need to see it. I've it's, never seen it's it. It's kind of eye-opening. Well, I mean, you about know. About what's going on nowadays. But the point being is that, and, and when you think about this, okay, all the things that are going on right now, the protests and, you know, the presidential race and the coronavirus and, you know, and the problems we're having with China and the problems we're having with Russia and, you know, they're, you know, buzzing us with their bombers and they're intercepting our planes and the Chinese people are, are putting, you know, uh, rocks in the ocean and claiming part of the, the China Sea is their property and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And you think like, okay, 100 years from now, if you could live that long? Would it make any difference? Would would you know? Would it make any difference? And you go like, probably not, you know, because who cares, right? It's a terrible way Pretty to be, much. you know. And like, it's to the point where sometimes I get myself caught up in this. Oh, I'm looking at CNN in the morning. I'm looking, and you know, and, and at MSNBC, and I'm looking at Fox News. Oh, this person said this, and this person that said, and this person said Joe Biden. You know, hey, it's Joe. You know, he's going to screw up. And hey, this person goes, oh, Donald Trump. He's 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 just a you know he's just a funny guy. He says what's on his mind, and you know, and it's like okay, like five years from now, nobody will care. Because five years from now, it'll be the second term of 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 uh, of Kamala Kamala Harris. And, I know, right? You know, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's scary. I'm telling you, Biden's going to be in. He's he's the place. He's the placeholder. He'll be in there for like six months. They'll inaugurate him, well, and then they'll go. Oh well, you know. And Joe, come on one day. You know what? When you get to be a certain age, for you, exploiting you, this man like this, you just got to step. You know, one know when it's time to to what, what's the what's the Clint Eastwood. To, uh, oh, man's got to know is is what what's a, what, it's not not you know uh, you know hey punk did I fire five shots or six go ahead and make my day and one of his other lines is man's got to know I think is a man's got to know his limitations that's one of his famous famous lines he uses so you know and Joe oh. Biden six months from now I'll stand up there President Biden and I'll go you know what as my buddy Clinton was Eastwood said man's got to know his limitations and you know what. I just have a tough time getting out of bed in the morning, and uh, I'm done. So I'm uh, going to hand the baton off to Kamala, and uh, now we have our first woman president, our first black president, our first Jamaican president, our first, um, you know, you know, insert designation here, first former prosecutor president, first former California president who's a woman from San Francisco, you know. So a man's got to know his limitations, but do you know who doesn't know his limitations? Who's that? Caleb Hunter. <laughs> he doesn't. He's got Extreme Electrical, and now he's got Salt River Automotive, where they can, if you have anything car, they can take care of it. And Salt River Automotive is on 70 and 79 on Salt Lake, no, not Salt Lake, on Salt River Road. Right. And uh, stop by. 
they will take care of you. Well, you say on 1779. They're off of 79, north of 70, I think would probably be the better way to put it. Once again, my, yeah, what he said. my former traffic reporter spin, if you go north on 79 Thank from 70, if you get off there at that exit, if you go left, it's Tom Geneva. You go right, it's mm-hmm. Salt River Road. Make a right, and they're just down the hill. So you're sort of on a high spot there. When you get off of 79, make a right. If you're coming down from Troy, you just make a left. And when you get off there at Tom Geneva slash Salt, go over the overpass, go down the hill, it's on the right. Can't miss it. Hey, we got to run. I got issues I got to deal with. Never a dull moment, right? Never Never a dull dull moment. moment. No. Never a dull moment. Uh, I will talk to you on on Monday. If we don't get shut down between now and Monday, right? We're not going to get shut (laughs) down. Stop it. 817. Have a great day, everybody.